So feel how you're resting on the floor. Feel how you rest your legs, how you rest your arms. The distance between your legs and how turned out your feet are or turned in. How far your arms spread from your body or how close they are, how much of them rest on the floor. Palm up, palm down, sides of your hands. And the length of your back, your spine from your head to your pelvis. How does that all rest? Your shoulder girdle, your hips. And roll over and come onto your hands and knees. No interlacing of fingers or toes tonight, but we'll be a little twisting and turning and putting it all together. On your hands and knees, begin to take your pelvis backwards in the direction of sitting on your heels, but don't go there all in one shot. Or don't try all in one shot. Just start to go backwards. Take your pelvis backwards in the direction of your heels. As though you were going to sit on your heels. Go slowly so you can feel how your hips suggest to this, how your shoulders, your arms, your spine, the length of your spine. What do you do with your spine as you sit backwards? And how far back can you go and turn around and come back with no problems? So your reversible movement the whole way. Begin to hang your head as you go backwards. So as you go backwards, as you take your pelvis backwards, hang your head. And as you come back up, bring your head back up to just where you start. Don't lift your head any farther than where you started from. And so you're doing both those movements at the same time. You don't shift backwards and then hang your head or hang your head and then shift backwards, but you hang your head as you shift backwards. Just feel how that, does that change anything, how you use your spine? And back. Okay. And leave that and rest. Come onto your back and rest. this is also preparing for gardening season lesson here. <laughs> it's not just a regressive, you know, infant development lesson. It's 
And as we go, I mean, I always say this, but especially for hands and knees lessons, take as many breaks as you want and don't wait for me. If your wrists are strained being on your hands and knees, then sit back and imagine it and then start again. Just pace yourself. And now come up onto your hands and knees again. And this time, place your legs together. So your knees are together, your feet are together, your feet are still extended, so the top of your feet's on the ground, your toes aren't tucked, top of your feet, maybe your ankles are on the ground, it's all together. And now, as you go backwards, hang your head, take your pelvis backwards, and hang your head as you go backwards, bring your head back to where you started from as you come forwards, and let's see what that's like, what changes... What's the change in the movement? What's the change in what your pelvis can do? What's the change in what this asks of your spine to have your knees and your feet touching, your knees and the inside border of your feet touching? So as you go backwards, you hang your head. Just feel how this changes the movement. And now let's switch the coordination of your head. So starting forwards, hang your head and take your head from hanging to looking up as you go backwards. So you start at hanging and as you go backwards, you look up with your head, look up, not just to neutral, but actually to look in the wall in front of you. As you go backwards, how does that change? How you use your back, how it feels to take your pelvis backwards, how close you get or don't get to your heels. And can you look up with your eyes as well? What I mean by that is don't just lift your head as you go backwards and then lift your eyes at the end. But the whole time you're going backwards from where you're hanging your head, the whole time you're going backwards, you're both lifting your head and moving your eyes up like in their socket. So your eyes are moving up and your head is lifting at the same time. You don't do the eyes first or do the eyes last, but do the eyes continuously with the whole movement. So... The eyes are moving up as you go backwards, just as the head, just as you're lifting your head. Okay, great. And lie on your back. And rest again.
Kind of feel how you rest your legs, how you rest your arms. Distance between them, distance from your body. Feet turned out in, palms up, down. Is anything shifting? And then come up onto your hands and knees again. And now with your knees and feet just comfortable, normal distance apart. (coughs) And take your pelvis backwards towards your heels as though to sit on your heels. Feel, is it easier? Are you getting closer? Is it more reversible or gradual a movement? And do it once, dropping your head as you go backwards. And then do it lifting your head and lifting your eyes as you go backwards. Try both the options. And feel how that changes, how you organize your back, how you use your spine, your chest. Great. Okay, leave that. Come onto your back. Take a rest. I, uh, a bunch of you have done those lessons, right, where we lie on our back and roll to your side, you use your elbow, and you roll over your elbow and you come up to sit. There's a dozen variations, and most of you have done one of those. So when I started looking for YouTube baby videos on sitting, I was looking. I was expecting that this is what babies did. I mean, maybe I'm a little clueless. I haven't spent enough time with babies. I thought babies would be rolling to their side and coming up on their elbows. And 
I didn't find that. What I found was babies, once they're sitting, they fall over onto their elbow, and then they roll down like that, and they come. eventually they come back up. But when they're first sitting, they're much more learning to sit while coming out of a crawl, unless an adult puts them in sitting and makes them sit in some other way. They're coming out of a crawl into sitting. So that's uh, going to be our approach here. Coming out of a crawl into sitting. Come up onto your hands and knees again. I just love YouTube for this. I mean, I took my Feldenkrais course 10, 12, 15 years ago, right? And you couldn't go onto YouTube and just see what babies did. I mean, your teachers told you babies do this or don't do that, but you didn't really like. If you're like me, you're skeptical and you always want to go see your own pictures. Okay, now put your knees farther apart, as far apart as they can comfortably be. As far apart as they can comfortably be. And now as you go backwards, as you go backwards, turn your right leg so that you're taking your right foot towards your left knee. You're pivoting on your knee. You don't lift up your knee or anything, but turn your right leg so that you take your left, right foot towards your left knee. You're turning it to the inside. And now as you go backwards, you'll start to go backwards a little bit to the right. In the direction of, I'm just going to give you this idea now, in the direction of sitting on the floor to the right, behind your right heel. And just explore going in that direction. And can you keep your hands? So find a place for your hands where your hands can be both when you're up on your hands and knees and back when you uh, eventually reach the floor behind your right foot. So you turn your right leg, turn your right foot in towards your left knee. At the end of the day, your right foot can actually be touching or resting on your left knee. Your toes can turn forwards a bit. And your right foot can touch the inside of your left knee as you come down towards sitting backwards and to the right. And then can you come back up with the same ease that you went down? So can you do this without falling as you go? Any, any fall on the way down, you have to push on the way up. It's going to be the same spot in the movement where you fall and where you feel you have to push. So smooth it from either direction. Make it smoother. Let your breathing continue. Your neck can be free. Your head can do what it makes sense for your head to do. So that's for you to figure out. But it should do anything but be clenched or be tight in the neck or be pulled back. Your head just free to do what makes sense. Turn your right foot in towards your left knee. Go back towards sitting. And then come back up. <laughs> We've all got these slidey knee pads on, one form or another. <laughs> Every single one of us has either a blanket or cushions that slide relative to the floor, which makes a whole... You think about that. So one idea, one idea is here that your knees and your hands kind of maintain their place. You're organizing yourself around that place that your knees and hands are. So you don't want your knees, you don't want to rely too much here. Your knees will pivot, but don't rely too much on the sliding.
And how do you use your spine? So what happens in your whole back? How do you use your spine and how do you use your pelvis to do this? What direction is the curve? What's, what are the places that curve, places that don't? What are you doing with flexion and extension? What are you doing with your spine to do this? Another way to ask yourself that question is, which, if you look at your right shoulder and your right hip and your left shoulder and your left hip, where do they get closer together? Where do they get farther apart? Which side lengthens? Which side shortens? As you sit back, slide your right foot in and slip back. Sit back. Great. Okay, leave that. Come onto your back. Take a rest. And then come up onto your hands and knees again and do that to the other side. So your knees as far apart as you can comfortably have them. And you turn, as you take your pelvis back, you turn your left foot in. Your left foot goes towards your right knee. And you go to sit back behind your left leg. And pay attention to your breathing. You don't hold your breath to do it. The whole movement's gradual. You can go, go as far back as you can and return with the same quality. So don't don't push it all the way. Just go bit by bit. You can return with the same quality. sort of the chain of this. There's a chain of that. Turning your foot in, that's a rotation. Your thigh rotates. It turns your pelvis. Does your pelvis turn? Where does that take your spine? Does your spine curve? What's the path you're going on down around? Well, let's follow the spine first. I mean the chain, and I'll talk about the path in a moment. Yeah, so turn your foot in. What happens to your pelvis? What happens to your spine? Your head at the end of your spine. Let your head be free enough that it can do what makes sense. And come back up.
And what's the path, if you take that point of your knee on the floor, your left knee on the floor as a reference point, what is the path of your hip joint in space? Is it going like in a straight line over that and backwards? Or is there kind of a little curve or a spiral? Or can you kind of get it yourself geometrically like that? Can you feel what the path is of your left hip joint passing over, around, behind your left knee? To feel where it is. Yeah? Yeah. 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 It's more like you can actually sort of do this little, this, what I suggested, just thinking of. Now you can pick any point in your pelvis. It actually doesn't matter if you've got your hip joint or not. Any point in your pelvis is going to be either going in a straight line backwards or going in a curve backwards. Or a spiral. Great. Okay. And leave that. Have a rest. Come onto your backs. Rest. Now, the great thing about sitting up is that you can handle objects with two hands. That's probably the exciting thing when you're a kid. It's all right when you're face down. You prop yourself up on one arm and you fiddle with those little Cheerios or whatever some nice person has put on the floor to you with one hand. But once you get yourself sitting up, you've got both those hands free, and now you can really start to uh, do interesting things. You can start to tear books apart, for example, which you can't do with one hand. <laughs> I think you also need elbows for creative destruction as well as creative creation. Okay, come up onto your hands and knees again. And now take both your feet to the right and go back and sit, and then come up and take both your feet to the left and go back and sit. So starting again with your knees as wide apart as they can comfortably be, and you can take both your feet, slide both your legs to the right, come back and sit, and both to the left. You'll be sitting back a little bit to one side and to the other. So your right foot still comes to touch your left knee and vice versa, but your other foot also swings out a little bit. And you can just go from side to side. Go sit down behind to one side and sit down behind to the other.
And can you come all the way back to the floor behind you or can't you? And go back hanging your head. So you hang your head as you go back and bring it to some neutral as you come forward. Try that a few times. And then go back with your head, lifting your head and lifting your eyes as you go back. As you go back, lifting your head and lifting your eyes and hanging your head when you come through the center. Does that make it easier or does it make it maybe harder to sit back behind you? Yes, now did you feel it? (laughs) Babies are brilliant with the lifting the head piece because they've just spent months on their stomach where that's what they have to do to breathe. I mean, if we give them time on their stomach. Great. And leave that. Come onto your back. Take a rest. And then come up now to sit. Come up to sit. With your right leg bent in front of you and your left leg bent back. And lean forward on your hands in front of you. Find that place for your hands that's kind of like, look at where your knees are and where could your hands be to be somewhere like in a hands and knees position with your legs. Probably we're not there because most of us have our hands around the two legs. That's interesting. That's another option. Mm. So make your hands both in front so your hands are both in front of your right leg. Like if your right leg's kind of like a perpendicular or parallel to the wall, both your hands in front. And now could you come forwards from this place to come up onto your hands and knees or not? 
<laughs> no, hmm, not. Maybe a little. Without falling, without pushing. Try, just see. Go forwards, lean forwards. Go ahead, forward. Oh, you can always, you can do two things. You can cheat and you can experiment with what's the most optimal position. <laughs> and I don't know which, you know, any given thing you do, it might be cheating, it might be experimenting with the most optimal position. It'll all become clear if you let yourself mess around. I see Feldenkrais has this line, we make the impossible possible, the possible easy, and the easy elegant. And when we were going backwards towards sitting, we were in the you know, possible to easy to elegant range, and now to come forwards, we're slightly more in the impossible to possible range, I think is where we are, which is good. It's a great place to be. Okay, so sit and sit with both hands on the floor in front of you, so not to the side, not around your knee, but more in front of you. And that might be a bit of an approximation for you, but more or less both hands on the floor in front. Yeah, good. And now start to slide the left hand forwards. Slide the left hand forwards and let your body follow. Slide it back. Just do that lazy, easy a few times. Slide that hand forwards and slide back. You feel your back follow, you feel your pelvis do anything. Maybe your pelvis rolls a little around your hip joint. Maybe your pelvis starts to feel, follow your hand and lift. And then leave your left hand and do the same thing with your right hand. Slide your right hand forwards. And as your right hand comes forward, does that, how does your spine follow? How does your pelvis follow? Does your pelvis start to roll or to get lighter on the ground or not?
And now as you slide your right hand forwards, can you um, close your right eye? So you're just seeing out of your left eye. And if you can't close your right eye because you can't differentiate your eyes that way, then just pay attention to your left eye. So either you're actually blocking your right eye with your eyelid or you're just paying attention to your left eye. And as you slide your hand forward, look up with your head, look up with your eye, and see how that organizes the movement, how that changes how you use your spine, how that changes whether your pelvis is coming. And then switch your eyes and do this with your right eye, so your left eye's closed, or else you're just paying attention with your right eye. If you can close your left eye, that's great. One eye is probably considerably more difficult to hold closed than the other, you might notice. And just look and look up with your right eye as you slide your right hand forwards. And more and more as you come, come forward straight forward from your shin and not continuing in the direction of your thigh. So if you continue right in the direction of your thigh, you're really going out to the right. But if you go right in front of you, it's a little bit of a different direction, not continuing the trajectory of your thigh, but coming straight out in front. It's going to take you somewhere different. Great. Okay, just sit for a moment and rest. You can sit however you like. And then come up onto your hands and knees again. With your legs as wide apart as comfortable. And take both feet to the left and sit back behind the right leg. So you take your right foot towards your right knee and sit back. See if that's getting easier, if you're getting closer to actually sitting back, to actually being able to sit up at the end, and then come forward again to come up. Almost. There does become to be a little bit like, you'll find if your hands are closer to your knees, you can go back more easily, keeping your hands in the same place. As you come forwards, if you take your hand forwards of that spot, that reaching will help you come forwards. You can play with that and be flexible with that. Ultimately, someday you do the whole thing with your hands and feet kind of being on those four spots, but for now you use your hands and feel how the placement of your hands helps you go backwards, helps you come forwards. Okay, 
Leave that, come on your back, take a rest. And then come up to sit and sit with your left leg bent in front. Wait, I'll say that again when you're actually sitting. Sit with your left leg bent in front and your right leg bent backwards. You can have your left leg bent as close to your body as is comfortable. It's probably a little bit easier if it's bent in a little closer. Place both your hands on the floor in front of you. And now ask yourself, just check in and evaluate, how easy would it be to come forward and bring your pelvis off the floor and be up on your hands and knees? How easy would it be to float forwards to do that? How easy would it be to come forwards? Do you have to push? How do you time it? Where do you lower your head and where do you raise your head? Does that make a difference? Play with lowering your head and raising your head. What does my head have to do with this? <laughs> mm, if you find the right timing, your head can carry you forwards. Yeah. And try just sliding both your hands forwards on the floor. If you just slide both your hands forwards on the floor like you have no ambition in the world other than to face plant or anything but to get your pelvis off the floor. And you slide your hand forward to launch your pelvis from the floor. Slide both hands forwards. Not sliding. got something then stay sitting back the next time you're sitting back and slide just your left hand forward slide your left hand forwards Slide your left hand forwards and slowly develop that feel. Your spine follows. Does your pelvis start to roll or start to get lighter? Hang your head as you slide your hand forward. See what that's like. 
And then start to lift your head and look just with your right eye to begin with. Close your left eye or concentrate on your right eye. And just as you slide your left hand forward, lift your head and look up with your right eye. How does that reorganize how you're using your spine? And then slide your hand forward and look up with your left eye. Close your right eye. Slide your left hand forward. Look up with your left eye. Really forward in front of you, not out to the side, not out to the left, but forward in front. And then just place both hands on the floor in front of your knees. So your left hand in front of your left knee, your right hand in front of your right knee, really. And can you come up? How do you come up onto hands and knees? And slide your left knee out and backwards. Sliding your left foot, sorry, out and backwards as you come up. And then sliding your left foot in as you go back. Great, okay, come onto your back, take a rest. And now come up onto your hands and knees. Your feet are comfortable. Your legs uh, as far apart as is comfortable. Your knees and your feet. And then take both your feet to the right and sit to the left. And then both your feet to the left and sit to the right. Just go back and forth. You find the optimal placing for your hands. So you can actually sit on the floor behind you to the left and then to the right. Alternate. Go back to the one side and back to the other side.
and try it hanging your head as you come up through the middle and lifting your head when you sit. And try lifting your head as you come up through the, as you go back, and hanging your head as you come up through the middle. Wait, what's that what we were just doing? So I can say the same thing, do the reverse. That's the reverse. Oh, just got myself flustered. Hang your head as you sit, and lift your head as you come up through the middle. Okay, leave that and come onto your back and rest. And feel now, how do you rest on the floor? How do your legs rest? How do you rest your legs? How far apart, how open the feet? Your arms, how do they rest? How much of them in contact with the floor? Palm up, palm down. The length of your spine. And now, there's actually another section of this lesson I would like to try out, but I would like it to be totally optional. Now, of course, everything you do in Feldenkrais class is optional, and you could have get up halfway through and leave at any point or whatever, but, you know, really optional. So I invite you all to come up to sit, stand, walk around, see how you feel. If you want to do about 10 minutes more of something, then hang around and we'll do 10 minutes more of something. If you want to watch, other people do 10 minutes more of something because you never want to be on your hands and knees again. You can also do that. And if you want to go home, you can go home and take the lesson home and enjoy it. So whenever you're ready at your time, you just roll to your side and come up to sit and come up to stand and have a walk around. And feel how crawling helps walking. different use of your hip joints or something feels different in your head or your ankles or who knows. <laughs> 